Is that recording now? I'm testing that one. Uh, the red light's come on. Okay. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. There we go. Hey guys, so today we're, uh, I'm with Matt Hall today. Um, thanks for dropping in. This is the Archie podcast. I was, um, we've got some new technology, so we're testing out some new mics. That's probably why you might hear something. But um, the reason that we're here today is because I'm fascinated by what um, uh, Matt does. Uh, I have lots of questions because Matt's gone through uh, the six-week challenge uh, back in March. Yeah, yeah started, March. In, started in March. And um, it's made a lot of progress over the last six months. And I think that it's well worth talking about because also you've been away, you've traveled, you've done quite a lot. And also I'm interested in the work that Matt is doing with um, uh, some of the, uh, our previous guests. He's linked to uh, organizing the, the football team that is um, within the, uh, where is it? Where is it? It's down at the... Down at GC Uni and um, yeah, they're called Nations United Football Club. Love it. Love it. Great name. So we'll hear, we'll hear more about that a bit later on. So um, yeah, so the, I mean, the, the first thing uh, is to talk about kind of what your experience, because anyone listening is probably listening to know about the, um, you know, maybe wanting to hear about the challenge and like what your experience was of it. Um, and I think that's probably the first place that I'd be interested to go to. So like, what's, mm. so like, tell me about like where you were at when you first started or before you started. So I think like, um, where, I, where I was when I, was, when I first started was probably, it's probably quite relatable to a lot of guys and girls where you're fairly fit and kind of plateaued, didn't really have a direction or any target or um, yeah. consistency. So I came in here and the six week challenge gives you that immediate had consistency. You, had you been training like when you, before you started? No, sport? no, no, just, just running and a bit of football. Um, 37 then, 38 now, picking up niggly injuries because yeah. I was just running too hard, didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, racing and then playing football and picking up injuries. So what is something that was doing the racing, key running, fitter? Yeah, so doing you know the, the park runs or half marathon and stuff right, like that. Okay. Um, How long have you done that for? Forever really, always ran. So always been okay. a fairly good level of running fitness. Yeah. Um, but as I was getting older, I realized getting that kind of dad bod and just a bit unhealthy um, diet was, especially now with two kids, it was going up and down a bit and just mm. wanted to focus. Well, so, this might be only had one. Yeah, at the time I had one, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that looks easy in comparison now. <laughs> but um, I think the, for me, uh, I've seen a lot of my friends now just slowly as we get older, just kind of losing touch with their health and fitness and mental health and stuff. Really? So I wanted to say no to that and get as fit as I could by 40. That was kind of the plan. Um, and I've had some friends do CrossFit before and they all raved about it. said, so you give it a go, it'll probably work for you. And I, yeah, I just wanted to prove that I didn't have a lot of weight to lose. So for me, doing anything didn't really, I couldn't really see any difference. Do you know how much weight you, you wanted to lose? Uh, so I wanted to get down to 85, which is where I was probably 10 years ago. Where were you when you started? Uh, 92. Okay, yeah, so yeah, so it's about seven, seven kilos. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, and I was running, I was doing all sorts, and nothing was happening, nothing was working at all, nothing. Really? Um, I've been to gyms before where you turn up and you didn't really have a real plan, it was a waste of money, it was yeah. a waste of time. Uh, wasn't very social, you were on your own. So yeah, um, the whole plan was to come in here and prove that a normal size, uh, sorry, well, a, a, re a 
pretty thick guy, but yeah. starting to go downhill. I can see it slowly going downhill. Mm-hmm. How it, how I could actually get back to actually a really good fitness where I was maybe 15 years ago. Um, so was it just that, was it just like little niggles that were maybe the main things that were getting you? Yeah, yeah. I was constantly getting a groin injury or psoas muscle, um, yeah. having knee problems, um, and just never recovering as well. So not enough stretching, and then. In the first couple of sessions here, we always did a warm up and a really good stretch down, and that, mm-hmm. that really helped. Yeah. And I could keep on going. Obviously, the first few weeks, you're going to be tough. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it improves quite quickly after that, and the doms start to decrease, and did you start to enjoy it as you learn more? Did you Did you find that? So you, uh, I'm interested. So like, fifty. You said about fifteen years ago. Like, yeah. What were you doing fifteen years ago? That was. Uh, so well, I, I guess at my peak, I was doing decathlons, and I was a really good pole vaulter. Uh, at under 18 level, so at the end of school. Oh really? Um, That's cool. Yeah, so I was competing for county and things and I got bronze in the UKs and then wow. it was a case of do I go to uni and carry on? I went travelling, so I kind of let it all go. Okay. Um, and then that's where, now I work in travel now, so that's kind of where it all stumbled from. Um, but yeah, that was wow. probably my peak fitness, so training five times a week, competing every week, that kind of thing. Really? And I really missed it, that discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so previously it was like team sports. Yeah, team uh, sports and the decathlons. Which is, yeah. yeah, when you when you quite like, individual, I guess, isn't it? It is, but yeah. at say a little bit like here, really, an athletics club. Everybody's doing their own thing, but you are a team, which kind of reminds me of this place a little bit. Yeah. Because even though everyone's doing completely different weights, uh, exercises, it's still camaraderie. That's what you. I guess it's what you do if you're on a team because you have people at different levels. Yeah, you with athletics, you've always got like. Yeah, you always have people at different levels, but they still train. Yeah, so I think from coming from a history of doing a lot of sport at yeah. a fairly high level, and then kind of going into normal life, I suppose, with being a dad, and yeah, I kind of missed it a lot, and I didn't want to get unfit. So uh, yeah, the challenge was for me. I think I've seen seen some other guys lose a lot of weight because they just want to lose weight. Yeah. Whereas I didn't have a huge amount of weight to lose. I was, was had no real shape. I, I felt like I didn't have any real strength or fitness. I remember the first day I came here, I couldn't do three chin ups and that's always been my Is that your baseline? Yeah, my baseline. Okay. And now obviously, you know, nearly a year in it's how many how many you, how many do you think you've Well I know there's been some sessions where you've it's been like a hundred or something. Yeah. yeah, but obviously broken up and that's just unthinkable. Yeah. Last March so I think you've responded really well to the training because you've had that athletic base. Your body's like, you just got really fit really quickly. I think a lot, I think, um, because you've cause you built it up in your early 20s, like you never really lose that and your body like knows what it's like to be really fit. So I think that's the thing. It's like that, all that effort like does still stand you in good stead. I think that's why you've got the results that you have and the fitness increase. Yeah. And then like, uh, so you now done, you're now doing high rocks, aren't you? So yeah. You've got, so yeah. you've got, and you're doing that with Joe? Yeah, I do it with Joe. It's giving me really good fun. So we did the four relay, um, what was it, a month ago? And then in May we're doing the, the duo with Joe. So I can't yes. wait. Yeah, really excited for it. It's going to be really tough. <laughs> so for those who don't know, guys, the High Rocks is a, um, it's an event, it's, an, it's a 10 station event. Uh, I think it's or is it six? There's eight. Eight station, eight yeah. station event. Um, that is quite similar to sort of CrossFit in terms of in terms of the exercises that you do um, but in between each station you have a 1k run 
So you have so it's eight stations, eight kilometers of running. Yeah. Uh, and it's combo combo of different movements, isn't it? So uh, you did the team version. So which what which events did you do? Yeah, I did the ski erg and the broad jump burpees. Burpee broad jumps. Yeah. How many meters is that? Uh, it was eighty meters of, of jumps. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and with a dodgy ankle as well at the time, so I knew yeah. it was going to be tough. Like that many? How many did you count? How many burpees it took you? To no, just uh, suffer through it. Probably about eighty. <laughs> really? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, especially after doing a kilometer sprint, essentially. Yeah. The legs are already a bit jelly. <laughs> yeah. You know what, it was really great, really good fun. Great atmosphere in there. Did they, I, I heard you mentioning about the, how hard you went on the first, Darren said you set off pretty fast on the yeah. first run. Because I only had two events, you think you can just sprint the kilometer, so I did that in like 250, which was pretty fast That's anyway, fast. I suppose. And then got straight into the ski over my height. My um, heart rate was so high. So doing a thousand meter ski after that I found really tough. So that's a good lesson yeah. to pace it, especially for the duo where we have to do well, all of it, but we share it. Yes. Because um, yeah. yeah, the team one, so you do like two stations. So it's not quite sort of... Yeah, so you get a breather so quite in the middle. Easy, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you can go full out, which <laughs> I did. But yeah, it's really good fun. And having it in May gives me something to work towards as well. Yeah. I feel like uh, I did maybe after the high rush especially, and I got a slight niggle from my running. Um, it's hard to keep that consistency on another target, personally. Yeah. So to have something to work towards in May is quite a good thing for me. It's quite, it's quite good that you've got yeah. that to train towards. Yeah, nobody really likes that. I think, especially my wife, she would hate like a target. She just likes to do it at her own pace and mm. keep mm. fit. Uh, whereas I need like a something to you work towards. that you're working Yeah, yeah. yeah you were getting well with Joe, then. So yeah. Joe's another another member uh, with us. He's, he's been with us since 2019. Uh, so he he's been doing CrossFit a long time. Uh, he's now he just this year he just turned fifty, and he's in really really good shape. Um, you know, and he gets in two or three times a week. Um, most most weeks when he's here, uh, and if he's not here, he's either running or he's training with his kettlebells at home. Um, so so it's uh, yeah you can do fitness literally anywhere, and certainly from working together with other clients, it, you know it's. Is about that mindset about taking the the uh, like wherever you are in the world and being willing to exercise because your body is something that you take with you everywhere. So you need to look after it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I think even I bumped into him in the town a couple of days ago. Yeah, with his two kids and um, just being that I want to be there. My kids are really young, but his kids look at him and they they're clearly inspired and yeah. they're. You know, I want to be that kind of dad where my kids look up to me, they keep fit, yeah. they've got good morals and like, you know, discipline things. So that's another thing. Yeah, he's very yeah. Back into fitness. I, I think I think well it's the example you're setting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's all walks of life really. Totally. Dedicated, you know. Um, how, so yeah. How is it how's it do you think has it impacted like you exercising more? Do you think has it impacted not just like your fitness and stuff like has that impacted other areas have you noticed it in those um yeah i mean i feel really energized when i i do the 7 a.m or 6 a.m feel great ready to go to work yeah um tend to go to bed earlier anyway now and yeah. you kind of also when you're not training on those days you feel like you put in the work so you don't want to ruin it yeah you don't want to you want to scale it back if you're going out for some drinks and just little changes here in your life which aren't major but um all of that small little changes make a big change over over time. Okay. So that's why I keep going really with that. 
Has it like do you think do you feel like that extra energy is it like improves like the things that you do with your kids or like how it how it uh, you know how you interact with people at work? Is that sort of do you have you noticed any changes there at all? Or yeah, I think I also think sometimes um, when people know that you you keep fit, they I feel like you almost get a bit more respect straight away in a weird way. Yeah, that's um, because they. A lot of people would love the idea of getting really fit. Yeah. And uh, when I talk to people and then say, you know, it's not like I'm trying to influence someone to go and go out and run or go out to the gym. But it has happened. Quite a few people I spoke to said, oh, yeah, especially my friends my age, they've now started running again and start to even just park around and start at wherever they live. Um, that makes me feel really good that it can make, it can make other people want to get fit. Because they, they can see I'm happier. So that, would you say that they've like you've influenced? They they've been influenced. By yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they can see that it makes me really happy, and I've dropped a couple of sizes in trousers and things like that. And they would love to do that. It can be simple. It can be very aesthetic, but actually, I feel really strong as well. I know that inside, I can do do anything. <laughs> you know, I can if if I need to sprint somewhere, I can. You know, I don't want to get to an age where I'm. Uh, that's true. Just not fit and can't trust my body to do something. Yes. Like if I need to climb out a window and jump down, I can still probably do that. <laughs> Whereas uh, some of my friends probably can't now. Stupid things. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. That's I think it was. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you see all kind of memes on, online about, uh, you know, across it, you know, I could do yeah. anything. And yeah. It's just like, uh, too sore to do anything. But yeah, I can't do anything today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't But um, they, uh, I've seen that they, um, when you're like training, there are certain things that you do, just do without thinking about it that you wouldn't do if you weren't strong enough. Like simple things like moving bits of furniture. Yeah. Because yeah. like moving house can be really, really injurious for a lot of people. They yeah. Can, where and I find that that's um, where you can throw your back out or you can twist something. Oh yeah. And yeah. I think if you you are lifting weights and getting stronger the whole time, I think it does help. I would say, um, sadly, look at my, my own dad. My dad, my dad was really, really fit. Um, and he now, is, he just says he's not very fit. You know, yeah. He was a policeman, keeping fit for 30 years. And yeah. then since retiring, he's just, he plays golf. Um, he was, you know, he's, he's not super unfit or anything like that, but he's happily let himself go, I suppose you could say, if we're being really honest. How old is he? Uh, he's 63. That's um, he, he's, he's got loads of time. Yeah, I've always looked up to him because he was always really fit and we always went to watch him play rugby every weekend and it was great. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. and then he started getting a lot of injuries and, I mean, having four boys, the time was probably zero to do anything else. But there, there's always some time, but, you know, four boys, probably not. How, uh, where, where do you fit in the... Uh, so I'm the oldest of four and there's five years between us, so we're really close. Wow. Five and a half years, yeah. Your parents must have been... Yeah. That, that's full on for them. Full on, full yeah. on. So, um, didn't have the time, but I kind of want to stay as fit as long as possible because he stayed super fit playing really good rugby until sort of mid-40s at least. Wow. Uh, so I want to keep doing that. Um, and then he got lots of injuries and things as well. And yeah, I want to... Rugby does slowly break you down. Yeah. I think last year playing football with guys that were 15 years younger than me, running without, you know, playing without even warming up and I was just constantly injured it felt like that really was a bit of a um, bit of a shock to me really and I was like right I need to try and do something about this I need to join a gym and that, that was and that was how it came about yeah so I wanted to get my body stronger, my tendons my muscles I wanted to get stronger again because 
I was a bit sick of, uh, of doing that. And if I can't end up running around with my daughter on my shoulders because I'm injured or something or not yeah. strong enough, that would be really sad. So yeah, yeah. I'll be a strong dad basically. It's, it's, it's cool. Plan. It's cool. Yeah, it's working so far. I think it's um, it, it does give you that confidence that you can do like anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that um, so back to the football things then? Yeah. So, do you are you still playing? Only gonna be playing with the refugee guys. So got it. Okay. It started about a month ago. Um, yeah. So yeah, tell me about that. So how, how yeah. did it start? How did it? How did you come to do it in the first place? So, we moved down to Chichester last year. We didn't know anybody at all. Yeah. Uh, my wife's family live in Kent. My my family live in Devon. So we kind of went somewhere in the middle. We can work from home. It turns out Chichester is amazing, so we lucked out. But we didn't know anybody at all, and I wanted to get. We well, we had our house, we've got our kids, we've got our jobs, yeah. so it felt like we had everything we need. And now it's time to try and give something back, which selfishly because I want to make myself feel good for doing that, because I feel like it's what we should do. But also, I really want to help the yeah. refugees, especially. We've read a lot about it, um, and actually, funny enough, came about by watching a, a Netflix movie called The Swimmers and if anybody hasn't watched it it's really really good. The Swimmers? Yeah it's about two Syrian girls who were swimming nationally for Syria and then they obviously got displaced, they had to move, they travelled overland on foot through buses on boats all the way to Germany and they ended up wanting to keep swimming and they met a swimming coach and it's a true story um, and then they ended up basically blagging their way into this swimming uh, uh, coaching um, swimming team with no money or anything like that and they ended up obviously being really good and then the coach said you're really inspirational let's try and get you into some competitions and things and then she I think it was through social media uh, basically then sought out other refugees and other uh, people who yeah refugees and asylum seekers that didn't have a country to swim for because their country was at war and they created a refugees Olympic team and then she went to the Olympics to, uh, to represent the refugees' um, country, as it were. Wow. Uh, which is an amazing, amazing story. Yeah, I definitely have to watch it. We watched it and we thought, oh my God, like, just the journey from a war-torn country to get here when you've... And what's really shocking as well is that at the start of the film, they're at a bar, they're having a great time with their friends, they're living a normal life, like we do. And then the next day it gets bombed and they have to go and they just grab everything. They lose their mum and dad, they lose their brother. Um, and there's a lot of stories like this, millions of stories. So yeah, we yeah. thought the next, that night actually, I went onto uh, Instagram because I knew there was a, a Chichester charity and they're called uh, Sanctuary in Chichester. And they, I messaged them on Instagram and they said, yeah, we need all kinds of help. Mm -hmm. So at the hotel, at the cathedral. Mm -hmm. um, so my wife takes she does lifts for people that live too far away from Chichester, yeah. brings them to a, a women's club where mm -hmm. the kids get some playtime yeah. and some and they get and, some time Yeah, some well. social activity. Yeah. They can speak their own language, they can yes. learn. Um, so she's doing that and then they said, what else can you do? And I said, well, um, photography or I could do some, some football or cycling or something with them. And uh, they said, oh, actually, there was a football team we ran. It's been closed for a year because we've got nobody that wants to do it. Um, really? Uh, yeah. Um, well, one guy moved back to London, so he couldn't do it anymore. Okay. Uh, and then there was an incident where they were playing five aside, and they got really racially abused, and the kids just didn't want to do it anymore. No way. And the coach didn't want to do it. 
um, just the kids did nothing wrong. It's just no young guys who it's like not to judge them, but they yeah it's hate. But they didn't they don't understand why these guys are here. They think they're here to steal our jobs or all this you know rubbish that comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Whereas they don't um, realize they don't have a home. They have no idea that these guys. This could be yeah. you if if England got bombed tomorrow and you had to move to Syria. Yeah, it's the same thing. They don't want to be here. They had a lot of them had middle class jobs. Yeah. Uh, we've got Afghans playing with us. Who, ten of them have got a masters. One was a director of a company, and they're young twenties, um, and they speak great English. Sorry, ten of them. Have got yeah, ten of them. Ten, of them ten Afghans them. have got masters. Wow. And they're here saying. And they're playing football. Yeah, they're playing football. So it's a well educated. Yeah. Football team. They walk from the hotel. They come. Yeah, well educated football team. <laughs> and then we've got. Plenty of guys That's from crazy. Africa, we've got some South Americans, uh, Polish, Lithuanians, all sorts of stories. Really? Um, from refugees, asylum seekers, uh, guys who are in foster care, um, unaccompanied minors. And the stories are just everything you can imagine. So Really? Yeah. Um, but then when they go onto the football pitch, I organise some small games, we do a warm up, we have a bit of fun with it, and uh, we'll say our names, where we're from, and then they're just smiling, laughing, and yeah. having a great time, and it's so heartwarming, honestly. I have to leave at six because I've got to go put the kids to bed, but then they carry on playing, and, Do and then they all go home, and I say, right, just put all the stuff back in the locker. Um, we got a load of kit donated from the cha- uh, from the charity, yeah. so I went and got some new Astros and some bibs, and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, they were turning up in old sort of kickers' school shoes, trying uh-huh. to play football on Astro, and it was just a shambles the first one because I was slipping around everywhere. But now they're playing some good football, um, and the plan is to eventually create a team from them, and then play an eleven-a-side team around yeah. the UK. Maybe go to a tournament. Um, cool. Just yeah. have, give them some chance to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, so there's scope to do anything with it, really. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. yeah, so I really enjoy it, and I've got a couple of friends who help out as well on, on the Thursday night. Um, That's awesome. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you need a team? How many? How many? How many are you getting to show up? So we, I was expecting uh, maybe twelve, thirty. But there's twenty-five to thirty every Thursday <laughs> in a monsoon, in the cold. Really? They just they, just they just turn up. They don't care. They, they play. Wow. And I said, I can't believe you guys are here. You're you're crazy. <laughs> and they said, This is all we have. We 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 got nothing to do. Really? A lot of them are asylum seekers. Aren't allowed to look for jobs yet. No, they're not allowed to. So work. they're waiting, and they say they wait for this football, and they're there early, and then they leave really? late, and. They just suck. They come with a smile on their face, which is just puts it all in perspective. Wow. Yeah, it's unbelievable, really. It's, it's something that I, I feel like there was a hole in my life, really, and I think that was it's filling so it cool. very quickly. Yeah, it's really cool. How um, how much scope do you have to like add another night? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start adding Sundays. Oh yeah. The demand is so massive. So we're gonna yeah. have a two-hour slot on Sunday. So I'm talking to the uni, trying to get that. Trying free, to get it. We have to get it free. Yeah, you've got to get um, it. Yeah. So they're we're gonna do eleven aside on a Sunday. Yeah. That's amazing. So hopefully January, February kick off that. So Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's great fun. It gives them something but Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Is there any way that like people listening could do anything to like help at all or anything like Yeah, I think next year I wanna do some fundraising events to yeah. try and get them an actual kit with their names on. That'll be the the absolute dream I think, because yeah. they it, then they would feel so welcome. Um, because yeah. they've got their own thing, this is theirs. No one yeah, else is. Because yeah, yeah. at the moment, I've got things that they have to share, and it's kind of a bit of a bonfire at the start to get the shoes and the bibs. There's not quite enough for everyone. No, um, I've got that many showing up. Yeah, yeah. 
but as it gets more regular, because um, I'm sure that team. I'm sure there'll be like, um, you know, there must be lots of excess kit yeah, people not having, yeah. you know, like stockpiles and stuff that we could get hold of. I've got quite a few old kits and things, but they're all quite, they're younger, but they're all quite small. They're all, a lot of them are quite short. A lot of them yeah. have got size six, seven feet. Uh, and all mine are sort of 10 to 11, so I tried to bring some on my own and it's still too big for them. So I need... Sort of kids kit. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, under 17's kit, something yeah. maybe. Um, so that was a bit difficult. But yeah, I think the plan is to get, get a fundraiser going, get a bit of cash, get some donations, um, try and do that. I'm going on holiday in February, so after that in March, going to really kick on and see if we can improve their quality. It's amazing. Of it all. Yeah. We'll the dream would be to have a tour bus and go around the UK and do a couple of away games, away games with these guys and just show them the country. Uh, that'd be incredible. They've never seen the beach here. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Really? Uh, I can believe, I guess. They just have the hotel, where they live, and then they live it's, in It's really tough, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. they need bikes, they haven't got anything, so it's got bikes, no, you know, and they got no, there's no money for them because they get all provided into this. Yeah, they have yeah. six pound a week, some of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, they're not even enough for the train or the bus, so. No, it's uh, crazy. Yeah. And they can't work. It's, yeah, yeah. it's cool. But, yeah, well, they got their, oh, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. Mate, well, thanks so much for coming on. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure that this has been, like, helpful. And if you guys, yeah, if you guys do, uh, like this, then feel free to to share it. I think it's I think it's really good work that you're doing there. I think that's yeah, it's inspiring. It's brilliant. Hopefully, okay. I'm gonna get fit again by doing this, and I can join them and play football. Why not? Why not? Me, that's, that's the plan as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on board. All right. Pleasure. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks, man. Okay. How about you? There you go. Yeah, it's a funny podcast, isn't it? You kind of just talk.